everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Wizard of Dind. I am the Wizard of Dind, and we will be taking our adventurers through Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Let's introduce our players. Hello, my name is Andy, and I'm playing Eildon Firebrand. He's a dwarf rogue, level one. Hello, I'm Kevin Omens. Uh, me, I'm Cham Cham. I'm playing a goblin wizard, level one, and uh, you can catch me on twitch.tv slash thelichinghour. Hello, my name's Jane. I am playing Kukachu. I am a Kenku and Nanya and level one. My name is Andrew Sang. I'll be playing Lazarus Kilty. He is a human warlock, level one. My name is Antonia. I am playing Arthalax Fortimir. I am a Asimir wizard. Excellent. Let's get to some D&D. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this, the Wizard of Dind podcast. I am the Wizard of Dind, and I will be your host. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast from the start, the first few podcasts were the interviews of the adventurers that I had chosen to take with me on this wonderful mission. Out of the hundreds that I have interviewed, these five were the ones that I felt had that special something that I really needed for this mission. The sense of spirit, the sense of wanderlust, the naivety, the innocence, the purity. So many amazing and interesting things about this group of people that you all learn as you listen in to this story. Let me introduce you really quick to the adventurers that I had chosen for this mission. The first was a young human woman studying magic by the name of Arthalax, well-bred, very clean and pristine, and was hiding something, don't we all? The next one was Cham Cham, a little goblin who was initially captured by a wizard, but then discovered by the wizard to have some special spark in them and was trained in magic, much to the surprise of Cham Cham himself, which developed a very strong desire to learn more about magic and gain more power. If power corrupts, you know what they say. <laughs> Our third adventurer, Eildon Firebrand, a dwarven bounty hunter who has run from tradition of his old home. He didn't like life as most dwarves did, he wanted to get out and do more. The wanderlust struck him, and so he adventured out. The fourth, Kukachu, a Kanku of some roguish experience, who was a friend to a mage, actually. He was a friend to the mage's apprentice, who is now missing, and Kukachu has devoted her time and life to finding this missing apprentice. And then finally, we have Lazarus, a human wanderer looking into answers to his past. He is running to find something from his past to regain it, and he may not like it once he does find it. Now, at this time, I would go and present to you what we would normally refer to as Episode Zero, but unfortunately, there were some nasty little imps that had gotten into my library and study and destroyed all of these notes of the first adventure of these heroes. So allow me to catch you up here very briefly. 
It begins with all of our adventurers meeting in the center of the marketplace of Waterdeep, where they are doing some shopping on their own while waiting for their meeting with their new employer. It was a bright, sunny day in Waterdeep. The clouds were very sparse. The sun was shining bright. The sky was blue. There were children playing. The business of the marketplace was relatively loud, and there was quite a bit going on on this afternoon. Our adventurers had grabbed the attention of a pottery salesperson. This pottery salesman sold each of them a lovely pot that they would all enjoy very much, much to their chagrin, buying the pot without really wanting to buy the pot. But the pottery salesman did tell them, look inside your pot, there's something in there for you to see. So they all looked inside the pot. They looked closely, and they thought they could see something in there. They could see some writing, and and they look closer. And then the writing begins to glow into this bright light that just flashes. As they all clear the spots from their eyes and look around, they find themselves standing around a large dining table covered in food and drink from all over. Fruits and vegetables from exotic lands such as chult of meats from Cormier, desserts from the elven kingdoms. Everything their hearts could desire were there in front of them to eat. When they looked at the table, they looked to the end, the head of the table, and they saw me sitting there, the Wizard of Dint. I bid them welcome and pleased to sit down and introduce myself to them, stating that I was their employer and they would be doing this mission for me. Cham-Cham was the first and quickest to sit down and start dining. Oh, did he eat everything, and he ate it quite messily. It was kind of disturbing, but goblins be goblins. <laughs> the others were a little bit more slow. They had lots of questions on their mind, so they didn't focus as quickly on the food and drink as Cham-Cham did. But one by one, slowly, they became a little bit more comfortable realizing that this was for real and this was all good. They asked me many questions, trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted from them, why I wanted them to go on this mission, why I didn't do the mission myself. And I simply stated, because I can hire you to do it for me. Being a wizard, I have lots of my own personal business that I can't take the time out to take on these smaller little chores. So that's why I hire adventurers like them. Slowly, they all agreed that they would go and take the mission for sure. I stated that I would pay them. I did ask them to travel to Baldur's Gate and retrieve an item for me, and they were to speak with my friend Rhea Mantlehorn, who would know where to find it. But they need to find Rhea Mantlehorn first. With that, I teleported them back to the marketplace in Waterdeep. They had asked me if they would be able to have any money to book the passage. I said that they were adventurers and they would need to do that on their own. But they will be paid greatly once the mission is finished. They set out on their own to try to find their own passage and figure out how they were going to get down to Baldur's Gate. 
They discussed that since the mission was going to be paid out based on how much time they actually took to accomplish this goal, that they wished to book passage on a ship as opposed to just walking or riding or taking caravan down to Baldur's Gate from Waterdeep, as it is a very long trip. So each of them, not having that much money, decided that they would try to find the cheapest passage that they could. Eildon, having had some connections with the underworld or the thieves' guild, being a bounty hunter in Waterdeep, stated that the group should follow him. Eildon took them to a nasty, crusty old tavern in the dock district of Waterdeep. Very cheap wine and even cheaper beer was sold at this seedy little place. They believed that they would be able to find someone here in this seedy tavern, believing it was a front for the Thieves' Guild. When they entered inside the seedy little tavern, it was very, very dark, not many lights. A lone chandelier hung from the center of the low ceiling within this tavern, giving off very little light. In the shadows everywhere they looked, there were eyes following them. They couldn't see, but they could definitely feel the eyes upon them. Eildon discovered up at the bar another dwarf sitting there, so he figured he would go and speak to the dwarf. Using the infamous thieves' cant, he discovered that this dwarf was indeed working with the thieves' guild in Waterdeep, was able to help them with passage on a ship. The dwarf's name was Horvus. Give me a minute here as I go outside to find. So with that, Horvus left, leaving the adventurers inside the tavern to look around. Kukuchu, following on Eildin's heels, discovered that many of the folks inside of this tavern weren't just patrons, but members of the Thieves' Guild. And if they weren't careful, it could be very dangerous. They waited for some time, and after about 15 minutes, when they were thinking that Horvus just left them, Horvus came back inside and told them that he had booked them passage on a ship. So the adventurers left, following Horvus down to the docks, where they came across a very crusty, salty old ship, very ugly, whom Horvus had introduced a half-orc by the name of Hunk. And Hunk was the first mate of this crusty old ship, telling them that this ship's name was the Mermaid's Turd. With that, all of the money that they had given Horvus when speaking to him inside the crusty little tavern, Horvus had handed over to Hunk and said, This is your booking on your passage down to Baldur's Gate. Hunk will take good care of you there. After handing the money over, Horvus and Hunk walked off to the side, out of earshot. A couple of the adventurers noticed that some money was given back to Horvus. Before they could say anything, Hunk came back and ushered them all on to the mermaid's turd. And it was at this point that all of the adventurers walked up the gangplank, the creaky, uneven, unsteady gangplank, onto this nasty, dirty old ship, the mermaid's turd, which it didn't look like it was going to sail very fast. It didn't look like it could sail very far, but it was the only ship they could find that would book them passage for what little they had. It was then they also discussed with Hunk, stating that if it would help, they would work off some of the pay by assisting on the ship. Hunk had asked them, Do any of you know how to work a ship? Have any of you sailed before? Most of them, all of them, said no. And so he said, Then don't worry about it. We'll teach you everything you need to know. And with that, 
Hunk walked them over to the other end of the ship, where he introduced them to the captain of the mermaid's turd, Captain Orville. And it was there that our adventure had stopped. And it is here where we will pick up again with each of you when we continue episode zero and see what happens on the way down to Baldur's Gate. Will it be easy sailing or will there be adventure to be had? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this would not be a Dungeons and Dragons adventure if everything went so smoothly, now would it? Thank you for listening in and stay tuned for the continuing adventures of The Wizard of Dind, a D&D podcast. Bye-bye. Okay, Captain Orville greets all of you. Hello, and welcome to the Mermaid's Turd. I understand you want to go to Baldur's Gate? Yes, that's correct. Excellent. Well, we were on our way to Callumport anyway, so you're all set there. Sounds perfect. And, uh, Hunk, you already got their uh, payment, right? Yeah, we got their payment already. Excellent. Well, take them down to their quarters so they can get comfortable. He says with a wry smile and, Everyone, back to work! All the uh, other people start uh, working, sailors, getting their shit together. Captain, Captain, if I may. Yes! Will the ship stop rocking this way soon? What is your name? Uh, I am Chem. Chem. Chem? Cham, yes. Are you sure? I, excuse me? You didn't sound like you were... No, the ship will continue rocking this way. Oh. For eternity. Thank you. Okay. As long as we're on the ocean. Okay. Thank you. Is this going to be a problem? No, I should... Yes. No. Yes. I'll be fine. We're fine. Just show us to our room. All right. Hunk, you may want to get him some of that uh, chicker root to uh, help settle his stomach if he starts to get sick. All right, Captain. Come on, you lot. I'll show you to your rooms. So with that, he goes and motions for you to follow him. There is a uh, a hole in the deck that has these doors that kind of close up on top of it. Almost like a, a trap door, but they're very large for cargo kind of thing as well. And off to the side, there is a uh, ladder that uh, leads down. He starts climbing down that ladder. Follow him down. Okay, so you all follow him down and you're into the belly of the ship. And it's it does smell kind of rank, sick. I mean, there's a lot of rotting wood and such around here. Um, and you see other uh, sailors down here just doing their work, going about uh, moving packages and, and crates and such around. Um, and... Uh, Hunk takes you down to the other side of the ship where there is a small uh, stairway that kind of leads further down into the ship. There is about three levels in this ship. This first one there was that you were on had some cargo. Um, the second one that you go to, you can see that this is where a lot of the armament is. There's a few cannons on each side. Uh, that are poised in front of a little door on the side of the ship that looks obviously able to lift up the door and they can push the cannons through if they need to, if anything happens. So 
those of you that are concerned that uh, if there is any issues on the seas, feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that this ship has some armament. Foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, dun, I'm actually dun. more worried now. <laughs> this then allows you to uh, look around. You have to actually walk through this path uh, down the center of all of this armament. And there's some uh, crates uh, uh, with the cannonballs and there uh, and other such uh, items, um, other stock. And, uh, packing, um, that kind of thing, and some loose uh, gunpowder as well. Um, it, I mean, it's not loose, like just laying out everywhere. It's inside like those small uh, casks that are sitting there all plugged up. There's a couple other rooms that are down here that the doors are closed. So you don't really know what's there. Uh, Hunk says, keep moving this way. Walks you through to the other side. There's another stairwell that goes down. You can... Again, as you walk along this, you see uh, six or seven of the men um, just uh, walking around and uh, taking care of business. Um, and as you go to the next staircase, go down, you uh, see there's some rooms with hammocks hanging from side to side. And there's about three on each side, top to bottom. And uh, there's one section that's got three, another section's got three, and then on the other side, there's some more there. And uh, as you go down, you see about uh, three sections on each side. So it looks like up to, what is that, uh, 18 men could be sleeping down here at a time. And you've seen almost as many. Sorry, Jam Jam. I don't get a, my own room. Sorry, Jam Jam. <laughs> So based Ten on the, gold. Hmm. Based on the reactions in the city, I Cham Cham is going to remain using his theta, uh, minor illusion as long as he can. Okay. But he's never been on a ship before, and he's getting sick. So I don't know if I'm going to start if the illusion is going to start faltering or what. <laughs> um, well, um, as of right now, it's not too bad. I mean, there's just light rocking. It just okay. from like the waves coming into the. <clears throat> It's the shore of the dot. Mm. But um, being your first time on a ship, um, you're kind of hoping that this is as bad as it'll get. <laughs> I don't know how much worse it's going to get. That's true. That's true. Well, at the end of this uh, small little barracks, we'll say, is a door. And um, he says, yeah, your rooms are right this way. He goes and... Uh, Opens up the door and it's kind of dark inside. And he says, "Go on in." Uh uh. I go in. Okay, you go in and well, you've got dark vision, so you can see. You see in here, there are bars, like um, like a brig, but uh -uh. it's a large brig, and you can see figures inside of, on the other side of these bars. And uh, some of them don't even acknowledge that you are there. And one or two kind of op lift up their head to look. But you can tell that it's very dark. They, with the light, a little bit of light coming in from over here. There's no windows in this area. There's a couple windows in the barracks where you were at. And um, after anybody else going in after him. Mm -mm. 
Oh, okay, you go in after him. <clears throat> I grab Kubichu up the room. along with me. Okay. I'll hold on to I'm, your little wing. I'm just concentrating on trying to maintain my illusion. I'm okay. just calling traps. It's traps. I'm following the boss. I'm following the boss. Hunk says, well, welcome to your quarters. It's traps! It's not traps. It's all right. No, she's right. It's a cage. And at that moment, seven or eight more soldiers, not soldiers, but sailors, come walking in from behind you and uh, have weapons drawn. And Hunk says, if you want to make it easier, just drop your weapons now. And no one will get hurt. I'm going to put up my hands um, slightly above my head, since they are my weapons. Uh, I'm going to cast Firebolt at the guy who was just talking. Okay. <clears throat> well, Time to make a difference, boss. Time to make a difference. Let's, uh, let's do this, then. Here we Trace. are. Okay. I like it. I don't like being quartered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just me... gonna sit in the corner and watch. Just a little bit of work to own yeah. a ship. Um, about that. So um, just to be straight, we're in a brig, a large brig. There yes. are cells all around us, so we're like in the hallway that connects all the cells. Correct. Okay. And then guys came in from behind us. The seven are behind us or are they coming? No, they're in front of us. They're, they're in so, front so of we're us. trapped basically in the in the brig. Are the guys behind yes. us? Yes. Is the door open still? Or the door is still open. The door is still open, but it's got. There's a lot of. There's more dudes there. Yeah, yeah. That are like. Hunk is kind of standing in the door. He kind of stepped to the side, while the six or seven uh, kind of okay. come in, and he's standing behind them. Still. Gotcha. So we got seven in front of us and Chunk or Hunk behind us. And uh, no. Okay. So the bars are in front of you, where all the cages are at. Mm-hmm. You guys are, have walked in and kind of looked around, and you you're standing there in front of the bars. Behind you from the door came the seven different uh, uh, sailors. Hello, sailors. Uh, that kind of spread out. Okay. And then behind them, standing in the door, is Hunk, mm. the half-orc. Okay, gotcha. And they all have their weapons drawn. Is okay. the room kind of set up like that? Fairly well, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Okay. It all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My beautiful drawing. It's amazing. Our demise. Gorgeous, babe. We want you to Don't do forget. the all, all the art for the podcast. Scan <laughs> yeah. right. it. We're gonna post it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Arthalax, you're obviously surprising them. You go into casting of your spell and roll. Okay. Not allowed to make those noises. You made this decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna do it. Uh, sure. Spell attack. Uh, twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three. Holy shiitake mushrooms. Who are you hitting? That doesn't hit. <laughs> um, who was talking? Was it Hunk that was talking? That was Hunk, the half orc. Yes. Yeah, why not? Let's just hit him. <laughs> why not? All right. As you go and you cast your spell, you're like, okay, okay. Boom! Fire bolt shoots from your fingertips and nails Hunk right in the shoulder. It's only two points of damage. Two points of damage. Bing, bing. 
Everyone else, roll initiative. <laughs> it was just a warning <laughs> shot. Good initiative. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Do you have negative initiative? No. Oh, no. oh, oh. Did she roll really badly? <laughs> Wasn't great. <laughs> At least it's only initiative. Yeah, that's true. I guess I could save the two for initiative. Yeah, it's fine. There's only a couple of us. They're good. Just us and eight people that we're fighting. It's fine. Okay. All right. I shot first. All right. So let's get initiative. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, Lazarus. 13. 13. So we've got Lazarus right there. Next, Kukachu. Six total. Six. You're over there. I got good news for you. Oh. Okay. Okay. That that's one group. Um. The other group is somewhere up here. Uh, Cham Cham. Sixteen. Sorry. Sixteen. What? Nielden. Twenty. What? Look at Ilden. He's a hero. And then Arthalax. 18. Oh. This coming, boss. It is actually Arthalax and Group A that go on the same initiative. <coughs> Yay. Fight me, boys. Yeah, you really did say that, didn't you? <laughs> you even launched fire at one of their faces. <laughs> I didn't say it in game. I'm saying it now. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the initiative order starts with Eelden Firebrand, Group A, Arthalax, Cham Cham, Lazarus, Group C, Kukachu, and Group B, bringing up the rear. All right, Eelden. Lay it on me, brother. I'm hold my action until someone approaches Arthalax. I'm, I'm moving in beside her. Okay. And I'm, I'm waiting to flank with Arthalax. Okay. Um, group A is Hunk. And Hunk says, Ah, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Take him down, boys. And he pulls up. He actually doesn't pull up anything. He pulls out his, uh, his sword. And then pushes... So two of the guys in front of him, get him! Pushes him into her. Arthalax, you get to make your second axiom now. Are there people in front of her? Oh yeah, they're in front of her, but uh, they're, there's, they're about... Actually, they're actually very close. You're all within about uh, 10 feet of each other. And some to the sides, depending on where you guys <coughs> are at, are only within 5 feet of each other. So the two that uh, were pushed up uh, actually are pushed within five feet of Arthalax. Then I attack one of them. Okay. Go ahead and make your attack action. I got both I yanked both hand axes out and I will attack one closest to me twice. That's action and reaction and reaction. Reaction. Yeah, reaction. Reaction. Yep, so you get the one attack. Natural twenty. Oh, All right. And that's what's the attack. What what? You didn't waste it. <laughs> what? 
This is for the regular attack, and then I'll re I re roll both dice, don't I? Do I re, re roll sneak attack dice on a 20? All dice are rolled. Are, are rolled t multiple times. Okay, so that's eight. And five more. So and wait, then static numbers are added once. What? 13. Oh, just yeah. kidding. For 13 plus six is 19 damage. 19 damage. He's like... He comes up and he's got his uh, scimitar. He's getting ready to go and slice at her, and all of a sudden you stab him in the side. He's like, "Oh, son of a!" What'd you say? Thirteen? Eighteen? Nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty-seven. Hut, hut. Okay. Uh, Cham Cham. No, no, Arthalax. Still continue your turn. Sorry. Hey. I am going to. I'm going to try Firebolt again. At right. the one that Ilden just hit. Okay. 16 plus 5, so 21 to hit. Okay. That is a dice. hit. Uh, three points of damage. Three points. Up, it's getting better. <laughs> you hit the same one. He's like, ah, oh, the Firebolt's kind of. In his face, his eyebrows are singed off. What little sparse beard he had is singed off, and you can see smoke curling up from his face and his eyebrows. He looks kind of silly and creepy at the same time. I'm gonna give him a wink while I do that. He's like, Ugh, "I'm so confused. <laughs> you attack me, but then you wink at me. I don't know what to do." Uh, Cham Cham. Cham Cham drops the illusion. Okay. Like the moment he sees the guy, oh, he knows this game. Mm -hmm. He does a no-ship game, but he knows this game. So he drops Illusion, and he casts Mage Armor, I believe. Uh, Calaxis. Okay. Glimmer, blue glimmer shimmers around him. That's um, His armor class is now 16. Okay. And then I'm going to take it as a bonus action. He's going to hide. Are there shadows? Like, I want to I wanna detach myself and hide. Or at least, they're obviously not paying attention to me. Um, I'm just shrank a bit. <laughs> Yeah. into a goblin. They shrink a bit. Yeah, go I ahead. I look like an old and, man, uh, so they might not have been paying attention. I mean, there is darkness around here, and there's a lot going on. Oh, how much space is there between bars? Um, enough not enough between? for you to slip between. They're they're mm -hmm. they're pretty tight. They're probably okay. uh, four inches. Apart. You know, I can slip in anything. I can stick my hand into it. <laughs> like we're like mice. <laughs> my bones are made of cartilage. <laughs> like an octopus, anything yeah. bigger you than a yeah. You guys find me in a coke bottle? <laughs> no, no uh, yeah. So I'm gonna hide in shadows. I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use a bonus action for uh, my nimble escape and hide, okay. or at least get off to the side so I can start range. Okay, so go ahead and roll your stealth. Um, 14, let's see if I get to add anything. I'm not proficient though, but I do get plus three. Okay. 17. 17. Okay. So you've got, uh, <coughs> 17 on your hide. Okay. Um, now Lazarus. That's a good question. Do I want to get involved in this or do I just leave it for you guys? I mean, you really it? don't owe these people anything, do you? I mean, you just met them. How are you not going to be involved, though? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to see this happen. I'm just going to, like, you're about to be gonna walk over to, like, just, like, one of the walls and just, like, sit there and cast Armor of Agathos on myself. Okay. Okay. You go... Ice crystals on my Moving armor. past. Nice. Um, kind of, like, 
like do you have your hands up in the air kind of thing like you're like i'm not doing anything no okay. no I don't, I don't care about this i'm just walking okay so. um so you kind of move off to the side and a, a couple that are on the side that you moved off to are kind of eyeing you and they got their sword they look like they're getting ready to move towards you which two of them do um so group c is going to be uh four of them on one side and then the other three is going to be group b and they uh two of them kind of move off towards you so they can uh get uh at uh towards wherever cham cham went and lazarus when i imagine you guys are on the same side as how i'm looking at it too okay and then uh uh, Kukuchu is kind of, I see her as being somewhere in the middle-ish with her back against the wall. And um, then the other two are on the other side. So, <clears throat> the two go and move up onto uh, Lazarus and swing with their short swords. Okay. With the armor bag at this, what is your armor class at? Uh, Twelve. I just get temporary HP with the spell. All right. One of them actually goes and swings at you and uh, kind of misses. He, he was distracted by suddenly seeing Cham Cham. Up and he's like, what the? F-? And he swings at you like, what? And then the other one's like, I got this. And he swings and he thrusts at you and he ends up hitting you. And what happens with Armor Bag at this? Uh, he instantly takes five cold damage. Five cold damage. That's what it was. <laughs> He's as cold as ice. <laughs> yes. As he goes and hits you, it kind of like flares. Your armor flares a bit. And you can see this guy. Like, oh! And like cold steam runs off of him. You know, where he's really suddenly very cold. Uh, like like when an ice cube comes out in the middle of the heat, um, just kind of streams off of his body, but he still manages to uh, lay the thrust upon you. <laughs> That's just a funny thing to hear. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> First damage of the game. He was thrusted on you. Um, five points of damage. Double dog. <laughs> he thrusted into you. Upon him, upon you, you. <laughs> the third one. Let's see if the third one noticed Cham Cham. And he does, he's like, What were you looking at? I don't see anything. He's like, He's right there. I don't see nothing. It's just dark. <laughs> so he doesn't do anything. He's looking for an old man. The old <laughs> man just disappeared. There you are. He's looking for that old man. He doesn't old see anything. Uh, quick, quick question: Are most of them human? Yes, they're all human. And, and how much? And where's the light coming from in this room? Uh, from the doorway behind. Does the uh, door open in or out? It opens in, like the Roman doorway. Right. Kukachu. What? Who do I see in front of me? Uh, you see a couple of the uh, the thugs sitting in front of you. Directly in front of me. The pirates, the sailors, they're about, they, they haven't quite moved up on you yet, so they're about 10 feet away, but you know they're going to be moving up on you. Grab out my little... Friend? My little friend. No, my um, short bow. Okay. And then? And then? 
<laughs> Cry? What'd you get? Twelve. Twelve. Six, six, six on my fighting right side. Hit me. Um, <laughs> hit me too. Unfortunately, <laughs> that hits. What? What? <laughs> Level one. <laughs> so you're one. like, I'm gonna get you. It's a little bit dark. The sun is blaring inside there, but I'm gonna go funk. And you hear a funk. Oh! As you hit him right in the leg. What's your damage? It's five plus four for nine. Holy guacamole. <laughs> All right. Now with that, he steps up on you. No. As does another one step. The one that um, Arthalax had. Alpha, excuse me. Arthalax and Ilden had both attacked. He steps up as well as another one steps up upon the two of you. The one that Arthalax had hit is like, I'm going to get you, you Winch. And he swings with a 18 on the die. To hit me? To hit you, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Ow. And that is six points of damage. Wow. As he thrusts into your leg. Whew. You're already bloodied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> the other one swings on... Uh, Chuckle Nugget, Ilden, misses. And the third one is like that uh, Kukuchu hit, swings at Kukuchu. For uh, four, no, excuse me, 16. Yep. How many? Ooh, and hits you for seven points. Very much bleeding. He steps up and he swings at you and basically uh, hits your arm. One of your arms, it's the, the, the string arm mm-hmm. that was pulling back the string, hits your arm and slices into it nice and tight. And it kind of, it burns a little bit. Not that there's anything on it, but it's not very clean. All right. So that brings us back up to the top. Are you happy, Arthalax? Are you happy with the choices <laughs> you made today? So, again, quick question. So these yes. guys are in the room. Yes. Where is Hunk? Hunk is in the doorway behind them. So he's about 15 feet away from you guys. All right, but he's in the doorway. Is he in the room or outside the room? He's in the room. And the door is wide open. Your left, their right. It opens in on your left, their right. What do you do? I'm going to try it. Um, I'm going to... I can use my bonus action to dis... If I use acrobatics to move, can I move without provoking an attack of opportunity? I don't know if that works anymore. It, if, unfortunately, that doesn't allow that in 5th uh, edition. Mm-hmm. Um, but is, if, is, if you are moving in a circle around the one in front of you, mm-hmm. but you break away from the threat range of the right. other one, you would provoke an attack from that right. one. But the one you're moving in a circle around, you don't provoke. Right, but I can't get to the door without provoking at least one attack of opportunity. You would probably provoke about three attacks of opportunity if you tried to move straight to the door. All right, then I'm just going to keep attacking this guy because that's not going to work. All right. How, how, does the guy in front of me look hurt? The guy that I hit for the 20? Oh, yeah, he looks very hurt. Okay, I'm going to try, the hit, same one that I'm gonna try hitting him once, and then I'm going to attack the other one on Arthalax. So I'm at one attack. Oh, it's just the one on Arthalax, and there's one on you. Right. But I'm going to I'm I'm going to use. Uh, oh, the one I have two okay. weapons. I have two weapons. So I'm right. going to use one attack, the first attack on, on the one 
the one that we've injured, the second one on the... Other. And that's your bonus action with the yep. sec offhand, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, 21 to hit, first 21 one. 21 hits, and that's the one that's on you, right? Yes, and that would be the sneak attack damage. Because he's flanked, I think. That's uh, nine more. No, plus. actually, that's the one that you would get sneak attack damage would be the one on Arthalax. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Then oh, no, yeah, you get them both because it's, yeah, it's even. Sorry. Right. Yes. I get one attack, and this would be, so it's uh, 15 damage. Okay. And then I attack the other one. Missed. Okay. <clears throat> so, you're like, let's do this. And you swing at this one by you, and Arthalax is kind of moving around, and he's kind of trying to keep an eye on both of you. You kind of go and make like a little bit of a feint, and he kind of looks back to see what you did. You come in right up underneath his arm and hit him right in the um, rib. He's like, ugh! And then the one um, off to your uh, right is where I'm imagining Arthalax is and, and uh, her attacker. You swing at him, but he kind of catches your swing off the corner of his eye and brings his sword up and deflects it. Uh, then a group A. Hunk pulls out from the other side of the door. You see him kind of on his turn. He was motioning with some other things. He's, he kind of steps out a little bit and he's, he's opening up something out there. Um, you hear uh, some clunking around as he comes back in and he's got uh, loaded and ready a heavy crossbow. But she goes and starts aiming at Arthalax. Um, Arthalax, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Major Armor on myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all that I can do. Uh, yeah, I mean, you still technically have your movements and a bonus action if you uh, have anything you can do for that. I you don't. should use your bonus action to think about the choices you made. <laughs> <laughs> going to flip off Lazarus. Um, no, that's all. <laughs> that's all they got. You just leaning against the wall judging you. That's all. <laughs> Ice cold. Okay. Arthalax <laughs> goes and... What's that? Yeah, I got gone. hit once. It's gone. <laughs> Arthalax kind of steps back a little bit and is like, whoa, and she does her spell casting. And um, you, you, blue is kind of your color, isn't it? Uh, red. Red is your color? Okay. You go and you cast your spell, and there's kind of like a, a, a light red glow that appears around her entire body. Similarly to the uh, light white glow that appeared around Lazarus's body when he cast his spell. And the uh, light green glow that cast around um, Cham Cham's body when he cast his mage armor. Cham Cham, it is your turn. Um, Cham Cham's drawn his light crossbow. Okay. And quickly knocked it, and I'm going to shoot. Like, the guy that's on you is dead, right? No. No one's dead yet. But the guy, the guy on Arthalax is really hurt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'll shoot the guy that's on her. Okay. Um, sure. Let's go ahead. You kind of go and you kind of turn around the corner. You're kind of like trying to figure out which one to go for. I want to help the boss because I want the boss, but she looks hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bleeding everywhere. Lucky bitch. There is. It was so close to a 19. 
It was so close. It was like this, and then it flipped to one. You rolled a one. You got a one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My crossbow. Oh, um, one of the things that I like to do in my games is when you roll a natural one, I like there to be a little bit of a threat that something bad could happen. So go ahead and roll your 20 again. If you roll another one through four, something really bad happens. Okay. 18. 18. Okay. So you're safe, as is Arthalax. <laughs> you throw your crossbow up, you're like, I got you, I got you. Arms and legs and bodies are swinging in front of your way, like trying to find your spot. You go and you shoot. Well, one of the arms that was close to you, and it's like, I don't see where he's at. Hits your crossbow. You aim and shoot up too high, and like, twang, hits in the ceiling above you. Okay. <laughs> Lazarus. Archer hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna be sitting there like grasping at the wound that I just endured. <laughs> Look, I've got no quarrel with you two. Like I barely know these people, and in the meantime, I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead on the one in front of uh, uh, Ilden. Okay. <laughs> All right. I promise it's fine. So that's, uh, <laughs> no, 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 everything is fine. Everything is fine. Biggie, 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 biggie. I swear, Flum. <laughs> Wisdom save from that guy. Okay. And the DC of this wisdom save is... 13. All right. He... You go and you cast your spell, and you're like, shh, 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 And it doesn't really look like you're aiming at anything, but then you kind of... I, I picture it. It's like, how do you how do you decide you do the casting of a spell? I know Toll the Dead is like, they're going to hear like a bell sound. Yeah, my guess is I just, like, I'm, like, waving my arms trying to, like, just be like, I have no quarrel with you. Please no, leave no, me no, alone. And, and then, like, I just, like, hit my shoulder and it makes the, the ding noise, like, just from a fake, like, pat on myself. Okay. So you go and you're doing, like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not here to do anything. I'm not with these guys. I'm, you know, I have no quarrel with you. And you kind of slap your arm. And instead of hearing, like, a slap, you hear, like, a slight ding. But then... The guy in front of you, Arthalax, right? Or on Ilden. On Ilden. The guy in front of you kind of goes, oh, and he holds his head as blood starts to drip out of his nose. Go ahead and roll me your damage. Uh, five. Five. All right. And he kind of, he's like, oh, what was that? You can kind of see blood just dripping out of his nose as he's looking at you. That was you focus. pissing me off. <laughs> All right, so group C, and the the guy that was attacked before says, "Well, if you're not doing anything, then get down on your knees." I'm just gonna sit on my butt. <laughs> As you sit down, and with that, he he does try to pommel you in the head to kind of knock you out, which he's like, "I got you. ching," hits the wall. Next, he's like, "That's a warning." Give a cigarette. <laughs> The other one, uh, now seeing, the other two, now seeing that uh, Cham Cham had uh, popped out and attacked, they kind of turn their attention to Cham Cham. One goes a swing at him, and uh, we're looking at an 11? 16. 16. He goes and swings at you, and uh, it, ha, you kind of like duck to the side, right? And he hits the 
steel bar next to you, like tong. The third one or the last one swings at you and swings back and then goes to swing back again and he kind of like elbows the guy next to him and his arms kind of goes the hell get out of the way he's like you're in my way both of them end up missing you okay Kukachu Kukachu needs to get out of the way because she's bleeding to death right here right now okay so you have heard the others say get down on your knees mm. all right <laughs> So you drop down onto your knees? Yep. It's a good thing to learn how to say, though. Get down on your knees. Yellow people. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Be intimidating. Get down on your knees. Has a kenku? Yes. Get down on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Group B on the other side. The one in front of Arthalax swings at Arthalax and misses. The one on uh, Yulden swings at him, seeing that this dwarf is a little bit more dangerous than what they ex- had hoped. Swings with a 15. Yes. Kind of deflects off of your armor with a little bit of help from your axe. The uh, That was dumb. <laughs> the third one, now seeing that uh, his opponent in the form of Kukuchu has dropped down to her knees, focuses his attention on you. And that's a 16. Okay. And he hits you with eight. He swings at you, and he, you go to try to parry, and he gets you right underneath your arm. And you go, Ugh! The fourth one moves up and kind of tries to uh, throw um, Kukuchu down on the ground, grabbing her arms and pulling them behind her back. Trying to pin you to the ground. Do you let him do it? Or do you try to resist? I don't have much left in me, so I can't right now. Okay. So he goes and he's kind of pins you down with your arms behind your back, and he kind of has his knees resting on your back while you're down on the ground. <clears throat> um, back up to the top. Round three. Yielded. Do the same thing. I'm gonna hit the guy on me and, and offhand try to hit the guy on uh, on Arthalax. Okay. I missed him, but didn't kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One on Arthalax. Miss. Okay. So both of the actions you're you you see at the corner of your eye that. Um, Kukuchu goes down and the guy goes and pins her down and you're starting to like okay this is this isn't looking good um you can see Lazarus has gone down so you're a little bit distracted as you try to go and you kind of just basically half-heartedly swing and attack at each of them and um a little bit concerned uh that this might not be going the way that you're hoping it's going to go and they easily parry both of them the guy on Arthalax kind of just steps out of the way um Shortly after this is Group A. So that is um, Hunk. Hunk levels his heavy crossbow at Arthalax and says, I don't like mages much. Funk attacks you with a 12. It doesn't hit! 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 You see him kind of narrow. He's like, I don't like mage as much. And you're kind of like, oh, God. You kind of just wince, trying to hide. 
and you feel like a little <clears throat> against your side, but it doesn't penetrate your magical armor. You kind of see like a little bit of a flash, ching, off of her, uh, that, that kind of spreads from the spot she was hit around her body. It's like a, like a white, red, pinkish uh, flash, ding. And then you hear, punk, fuck. <laughs> All right, Flax, your turn. I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to say, all right, all right, all right. I surrender. None of them have started this. I did. So you could take me, leave the rest of them alone. Okay. Cham Cham. Boss. Well, seeing as I'm bleeding profusely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm spitting up blood. (laughs) I didn't mean to empty this. (laughs) Put it down. I dropped my crossbow. Okay. Unk. Glad you see it our way. Grab their weapons, boys. The rest of you, put them in chains. So, with that, a couple of them go and start grabbing what weapons you have on you. You put your arms up in the air, and they, they take they patch you down, look for whatever they can, take them away from you. They take um, your... I'm going to try to sleight of hand my uh, one of my daggers. Okay, go ahead. 18. Yeah. Phil does that movie trope where it's like, all right, hand over your weapons. Set a bunch of weapons down. I said all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> boot knife set on the table. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to do the same thing with my, my dagger because I have a cross, the light crossbow and a dagger. Okay. And... They may or may not know that I'm actually can cast spells, right? Right. Uh, well, they they know that you've got some up. kind of magic about you because you now look like a goblin. Second sleight right. of hand for my thieves tools. Um. Or can I only pick one? If I only pick one, sorry, thieves tools. If I can only pick one. Yeah, right. Okay. I only rolled an eight. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing. Slide a hand, so 18 plus 24. Oh, wow. And in the okay. feathers, they didn't check mm-hmm. the right feathers. That's right. You're like, They go through and they start patting you down, gathering all your weapons and everything. Um, knowing that there's something about, something about you three... Um, because you don't, you have weapons on you, right? Yeah, I handed over them. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I was just, I couldn't remember if you had obvious weapons on you mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, I have a quarterstaff, but take it. Um, so they go and they actually also take your three uh, belts as well with your pouches on them as well. Going with the very minimum that if you are some kind of arcane spellcaster, you have probably are going to have issues casting spells without magical components. So they assume you have magical components inside of your pouches, okay? Not knowing what is the truth about any of you. So they take those and... Uh, Which three people? Oh, uh, Arthalax, Cham Cham, and Lazarus. Okay. All of my camps don't require material components. (laughs) Thus is their knowledge of magic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they go, uh, take you inside, uh, open up the cage door, 
all of the people that are already inside there, they are horrified at, of these people. They, they, they were a little excited seeing you guys put up a fight, thinking, okay, something good's going to happen. But then seeing as you guys gave up, they're back down. Uh, they're, they're, the looks in their eyes have, have kind of gone to uh, being scared all over again. And they kind of push themselves as far as they can with their heads down, not looking at the sailors as you, they pull you in there. They've got some uh, extra chains on the walls, and they kind of clasp both your arms together, uh, each of you. Your arms are all clasped together, except for Chan Chan. Um, you're a little bit on the small side, so they actually go and take these uh, uh, people's wrists ones, and it's a little bit of a tight fit. But you're a goblin, and they don't care. They stick it around your neck mm. and lock it around your neck. <clears throat> and um, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, man. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and uh, before they go and start backing out, a hunk goes and says, "Hey, check that dwarf and that goblin again. Check down his uh, in his." Where did you put your, put your try to hide your things at? Oh, I I failed my roll. I mean, I rolled an eight. If you say I succeeded, right, right. no, no, no. <laughs> an eight. This, this, as far as you guys know, you might have succeeded. But um, where did you try to go? Oh, and hide okay. It? Yeah, I tried to hide it in um in a boot. In a boot. So they go down. He goes check the goblet's boot and uh, up under my arm. That's racist. Check the dwarf up under his arm. They go and then they reach, and they find your tools and like oh. We have some thieves here, huh? Well, good thing we got those from you. Can't have those. And they each take them and pocket them. Jackass. But they didn't seem to notice Kukachu. If she could look smug, she would right now. <laughs> <laughs> With that, they then go and close the doors to the cages, lock them up, and leave you there. And Hunk says, you know, with as much trouble as you gave us, you're going to fetch a nice price on the slave market. I know it. And he walks off, closes the door behind him, and locks it. When he closes the door behind, you can see that the door on your side does not have an obvious uh, keyhole. Is there light in the chamber? It is pretty dark in this chamber. I'm gonna cast uh, the cantrip light on my amulet. On my is that um, is causes issues with your hands being locked up with mm-hmm. uh, semantic? I don't remember if that is semantic or not. Let me check. Um, no, it's verbal and material, but with the um, because I use this as my um, focus. 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 Yeah. Yep. Does it matter component-wise? Nope. Okay. So then, you're using yeah. the arcane focus instead. You just have to uh, uh, focus through the, the crystal. Is it a crystal? What was it? Uh, it was a something. Uh, your head, your... your I'd re- uh, let's just say a red uh, ruby. A red ruby inside your, what sure. is it, like oh a tiara God. type of thing? Uh, yeah, it looks like a sort of uh, Wonder Woman 
like the tiara, like. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean for it to be like that, but it, that's is that part of you, or are you just thinking you're wearing? It? I'm just wearing it. Oh, yeah. So you kind of focus and light. Some light appears, and everybody's like, "Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry." Close their eyes, and in the way that this uh, looks, you can see now um, with the light spreading around, there was. Uh, the small space um, that uh, Cham Cham was able to hide in the corner. So then the corners are a little bit o- are open, uh, but um, uh, uh, next to or at the far wall is where the main cage is. So some of you were put in that cage. We'll say um, Cham Cham Kukachu were put in that bigger cage. The other two, there's one on the side of each room, or excuse me, on each side of this the room, the, the left room and the right. They put uh, Eildon and um, you, uh, Lazarus, over to the uh, left side, and then Arthalax on her lonesome into the right side. It's fine. So exactly how are we shackled? Like, explain it. You're, uh, the, the, there's about uh, 12 inches of chain between the shackles on each arm there. So you don't have a lot of movement you, uh, with your hands like this. Do this. Okay. And where did you hide your, um, your thieves' tools? Kind of like in this area. In a feather. Yeah, in a, in a feather on your Is shoulder. Is that where you normally keep them? Nope. Where do you normally keep them? <laughs> Bird's gotta have her secrets. Yeah, right. No, okay. they're usually Nanya. Nanya. <laughs> in, in the secret Nanya spot. That's right. Okay. <laughs> no, it would have been probably with my other equipment. Okay. You hear a, actually, Arthalax. Um, one of the other slaves uh, next to you says, uh, "Valiant effort there." young lady well I uh, don't like to be in chains but here we are I shouldn't have put myself before the others like that but again here we are I'm sorry uh, what was your name my name's Orville Orville yeah uh, like the captain yeah the former captain former captain yeah I'm assuming these are just a pirate's vessel now? Oh, no, they do slave trade, but, um, I mean, we we did do some smuggling, yeah, but it was decent money in it, but I stayed away from the slave trade. The uh, new Captain Orville, he apparently got some kind of an offer that was uh, really good and tried to present it to us, but I didn't want to get into that because that's too difficult to deal with, especially going up and down the Sword Coast. So he talked some of the other folks of my ship into helping him mutiny. And here we are. I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. Um, do you know where we're headed? We were going towards the um, Baldur's Gate, but I don't know if that's a lie now. Um, well, we are still probably going to be on our way down to Baldur's Gate because they do plan on taking us to Kalimshan. To Kalimshan. All right. Um, 
Do you have any magical abilities? Do you do you fight? Um, I know how to sail a ship. All right. I fight a little bit, but not enough. There was too many of them. I couldn't fight fight them all off. And uh, only two or three of these men in here were on my side. The rest were other slaves that had been uh, tricked into passage on the ship. How about you guys? How'd you get here? Well, we were trying to get to Boulder's Gate for a mission of ours, um, and trusted people apparently that we should not have trusted. Who was it that you spoke to? Do you remember who it was? Uh, yes, his name was. I have it written down. Horvus. 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 Yes. Uh, we met him in the fish gut tavern. Oh. This sounds bad. Just saying it out loud just sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're don't... like, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> well, the wizard didn't give us transportation. He gave yeah. us a base. <laughs> <laughs> we got a pot. Yeah, exactly. We all got pots. <laughs> they take our pots. I'm assuming they took our pots. Yes, your pots. Not the pots. Not no, the we pots. don't have a pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my now you don't even have a pot to piss in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. How many people are in the cell with me? And there you? are about uh, six others in the bigger one, and we're separate from these three, right? Correct. Okay. Um, are there um, any windows or anything? No, there are no window windows. There's like no way out of here except for the door. I'm assuming. Basically, yeah. What was the um, the place that you said? When I was talking to Orville a second ago, Kalamsham. Kalamsham. Uh, or Kalisham. Sorry. And it does sound like it yeah. is. You guys do know that it is a <clears throat> large city down to the south of uh, the Sword Coast. Um, it's probably another week or two, maybe months travel. I, I I don't recall correctly, but it's further south than where Baldur's Gate is. So you are technically going past Baldur's Gate. And actually, um, after shortly after he tells you his little story real quick, you can feel the ship start to bump. Everybody kind of like jumps, falls backward a little bit as the ship is uh, taking off out of port. All right. They probably weren't stupid enough to leave to stop the tip from us in the same room. Correct. God, I wish people were stupid. Yeah. This Horvis is uh, new to me. I haven't heard of him, but the Fishgut Tavern, that's where a lot of these folks had talked to their captors. How much did they take from you for shipping for the passage? Ten gold. Ten gold? Yes. Oh. <laughs> you overcharged and undermined Yes, no, it feels great in the situation that we're in right now. <laughs> Let me just say, it still sounds bad. Just the more you say, <laughs> we're going real strong, guys. <laughs> just lie to them. Well, welcome to slavery, y'all. Because now he knows we could afford to. Did we, did we save? Did we do a save point before we walked into the fish gut tavern? 
Can we reload can we at the same point? Okay, let's reload. Unfortunately, there's an auto-save feature that is... T- uh, <laughs> it just saved over? Yeah. It's saved right. over? I hate those. Yeah, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. So? As that conversation goes, we're over in our big room. Yeah. I'm going to start fiddling to try and get unlocked. So... Okay. Chim Chim and I can save the day. <clears throat> All right. Uh, go ahead and roll me a um, thieves tools with disadvantage. This is a little bit difficult trying to uh, get them into the lock and effectively having to do it one-handed. Okay. So thieves tools would be basically you would go. You're proficient with them, correct? So you would add your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity bonus modifier, rather, and add those to whatever you roll the twenty. Never mind. <laughs> what did you roll? Nothing. You didn't roll nothing. Five. <clears throat> oh, okay. I'm not going to even add or subtract anything. No. Oh, well, it's well, okay. Remember, with disadvantage, you roll the die twice, but that's probably going to be your lower of the two rolls, unless you roll even yeah, lower right. than that. Which, actually, yes. That's better, but. Okay, so we got the five. If you had rolled a one, you would have been down a pick. Son of a gun. All right. Cham Cham. Um, My dice hate me. Can I roll on? I'm a, I am a researcher. I've read a lot. Well, I was going to say, you notice kind of uh, just you're looking around at everybody going on. You can see the people that are next to you are kind of like looking at you with a disgust, which you're familiar with. But you noticed that um, Kukachu is trying to do something. She's, she's over there doing something. So you notice that she's trying something. You're okay. about three or four people away from her. Well, I'm going to, I mean, I'm just going to go over and park up next to her anyway. Okay. You try to go and move over there, but you don't make it all the way because your chain's against the wall. Oh, crap. But you are about uh, 10 feet away from her. Well, I don't think there's anywhere I can help. Um, What I was wondering is, I have um, I wonder about proficiency in history. I'm wondering about thinking about the place we're going. Okay. Do I know anything about it? Kalashan? Kalashan. Kalashan. And that was uh, eight. Eight? Okay. Uh, well, you do know, uh, basically, like what I said before. I know where it is, it is on the map. You, Yeah, you know basically where it is on the map. You remember um, seeing it, looking at some of the maps inside your uh, master's um, tower when you were going through some of this stuff. And um, you do know that it is uh, one of the larger cities in the south, and it is a big hub for trade. Hmm. But uh, you're not exactly sure what type of trade it gets into. Right. Yeah. Would I be familiar? Go ahead and roll. Uh, go ahead and roll me the uh, intelligence check. History, intelligence, or history? Roll history, too. You can use okay. history. Yeah, that's that's how much better. That's 12. 12. Um, you do know that uh, basically the same type of thing. You do know that um, you both also know that it, it's in a very large desert down there. Uh, you do know that they trade in exotic animals and exotic spices and um, fine silks as well. Oh, fine silk. Hmm. Yep. 
And there's other things, but those are some of its larger um, exports. And they import just about anything. So if you're looking at the map, you want to go over to the Sword Coast and then go south from there. Um, I have a question. We can't do any um, semantic, semantic spells. It's, it's difficult, yeah. I would, I would have you um, basically, I, I'll have you, what are you trying to do? Let me ask that first. I have a second question. Would a, like, not specific like a lock pick, but something I can use as a pick be considered a non-magical trinket? Oh, um, well, what is the item that you're referring to? Well, I'm trying to, I have to press a digitation, uh-huh. and it says you can create a non-magical trinket or an illusionary image that can fit into your hands at last until the end of your next turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could um, try to create some, uh, like, one or two picks with that. Um, I mean, go ahead and uh, uh, roll me Arcana with disadvantage, seeing as you probably don't have any kind of background using these picks or tools. So, um, 15. 15. You kind of remember a little bit of what they look like. Plus, and, I would have uh, been with Kukuchu for a little bit. Yeah, you're, so. you're like, oh yeah, I remember some of what Kukuchu Kukuchu could do. Go ahead and roll the... Um, Arcana check with, um, I mean, you're going to be able to create them, but go ahead and roll Arcana check with, uh, no, go ahead, you can create it, go ahead, yeah, you're good. Okay. You got a couple of them, yep. Um, you kind of go, binga, 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 poof. So can I try to then use them to pick sure, the Sure, go ahead. Off? You can go ahead and try. You will have a disadvantage as well. Okay. Plus only your dexterity modifier. Just my dex. Natural 20 <laughs> and a five. So six. <laughs> yeah. You kind of go and you're like, oh, let me try this. And you're, you're trying to fumble down. And you're getting you're like, I, I can do this. I can do this. Snap, ting, crap. And then poof, they're gone. Okay. Um, I would just keep trying that if I could. If not, that's fine. Okay. Um, so you guys are now... Trying to figure out what we're, you're going to do to try to escape because you got a mission you got to do. But right now is an excellent time to pause and take a break. Until our next episode, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>